afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to live from your true self through all of life's twists and turns. And you'll be challenged to lean into the mysteries of life to find your own deepest wisdom. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Peace. That's a word that we all long for. Inner peace and outer peace. But we can't seem to find it internally because the external world seems to get in the way. It's in such chaos. So as long as that seems to be true, how will we ever find peace? Well, today, Karen Noe is here to give us 33 profound truths for inner and outer peace. This interview will be based on her latest book, We Consciousness, and the same subtitle, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace. Karen is an internationally renowned psychic medium with a two-year client waiting list, so we have much to learn from her as she offers her truths today. So don't miss this opportunity to learn more about how to find and live in peace. Let me tell you a little bit more about Karen Noe. She's a renowned New Jersey-based psychic medium, spiritual counselor, and healer with a two-year waiting list. She's the author of We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace, Your Life After Death, A Medium's Guide to Healing After a Loss, and Through the Eyes of Another, A Medium's Guide to Creating Heaven on Earth by Encountering Your Life Review Now. She's the founder of the Angel Quest Center in Waldwick, New Jersey, where she teaches classes, gives readings, and practices alternative healing. You can listen to Karen on the Angel Quest radio show by tuning in to the www.hudsonriverradio.com on the first Saturday of every month at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But you can also listen to her here today because we're going to have a very fascinating conversation. Thank you, Karen, for being here on the show today. Well, thank you for having me on. Well, let's just jump right in there and start talking about peace because I think that everybody that's listening out there right now is hungry for peace. So tell me first, what, what is your definition of peace? When you say the word peace, what do you mean? Oh, my goodness. That's a very good question. Do you know nobody has ever asked me that? What, what peace is, the absence of fear, I would think, just only love and no worry. And peace begins within, because if we don't have inner peace, we cannot give it to anyone else, if right. that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, it makes sense. So, so it's the absence of fear, and it's being, it's sort of being, uh, I'm, I'm changing your words here, but I feel a sense of being flooded by unconditional love. Is that sort of? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. It's being a vehicle of service. You know, whenever we say to the universe, how may I serve, the universe works in ways to serve us as well. And when we do that, we create peace in our lives because we are all one. You know, and whenever we help another, we create, we create peace in ourselves as well. You know, we help them, we help ourselves, and it creates an amazing peace within us as well. Right. Well, I'll tell you why I asked that question, because so many people tend to think that they can only have peace when everything in the external world is going extremely well. And if it's not going extremely well, we have peace. But you- it's quite the opposite of that. What you need to do is, no matter what is going on on the outside of yourself, you have to focus on what you want instead of what you don't want. Focus on your many blessings. Focus on solutions to the problems instead of the problems themselves. Because when, whatever we focus upon grows. So if we're focusing upon, you could look at the same thing. Two people could look at the same thing differently. And somebody, as for, for example, the water half full or half empty. It depends on how you look at it. And um, 
So you just have to focus on the positive. And it's not always easy. I'm not saying it is, but it's absolutely worth our effort. Yes. Okay. So when you talk about the title of your book is We Consciousness. So what do you mean when you say We Consciousness? What is that? Okay, the, the weak consciousness, it's an awareness of the unity of everyone and everything, that we are all one, and that includes all of us, animals and nature, our connection to God and the angels, ascended masters, even life on other dimensions. Um, we cannot feel that uh, oneness when we're here in a physical body, because our bodies separate us from each person. But after we leave the physical body, after we make our transition, we're able to feel that in an instant, that connectivity. So for now, what we need to do is just know this conceptually, you know, instead of experientially. After we pass, we'll be able to feel that. Because in so doing, we could actually create the peace that we were talking about within our lives and change the world, change our lives. Yeah. Well, I'm aware also that uh, that people, the people who have done research on on mystical experiences, have discovered that 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 most of the time when somebody has a mystical experience, it comes combined with this what they call a unitive experience, where 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 there's a oneness, there's a sense of this oneness, the we consciousness that you're talking about, that everything is one. Yes, what happens is, um, I'm not sure if, I'm sure you've heard of this, but I'm not sure everybody has heard of this, uh, a near-death experience that is someone who has actually left their physical body, a clinical death. You know, they were sick, they passed away, they, they saw their loved ones, they went through the tunnel, and many times they go through a life review. And a life review is something they're able to see how they affected each person through the other person's eyes, as if they are the other person. And the reason that is, is because we are the other person. It's so difficult to understand when we're here, you know, in the body, but they feel that in an instant. And now that's why I tell people right now to try to see through each person's eyes, you know, that you're encountering. And it, you will create peace. You may not al- always understand them, that's for sure. But try to see where they're coming from. Yeah. So what you're talking about is, is non-duality consciousness, just the sense that we are all one. And, and, and so sometimes we might experience that briefly, but we can't usually hold on to it. So we have to use it as a mental concept. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. We can do that. We can experience it if we meditate daily, you know, if we quiet our thoughts, you know, and disconnect yeah. from our ego. Um, so that's very important, too. If even five minutes a day. Try to meditate, try to focus on your breath, or whatever it is, so that you could tap into that unity of everyone and everything. Yes. Okay, you also talk about self-love. I want you to define yes. what you mean by self-love. What does that mean? Well, self-love, this is one that I am having, when I say difficult, it's not a difficult, uh, how do I put this? I put everyone first. But if I have, I have to realize, and we all have to realize, that we are just as important as everyone else because we are part of that we consciousness. And to disrespect ourselves is to disrespect everyone else, and even God within us. So it's extremely important to begin that peace within yourself and treat yourself with the respect that you deserve. Again, because it's just like when you go on an airplane, and you know they tell you to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you put it on your child. You need to heal yourself and create peace within yourself before you could extend that out. Yes, yes, beautifully said. 
So I want to just uh, I want to con- uh, go ahead and look at this closer now because I think it's so very important to to the piece that you're talking about. What are some of the ways that we can begin to to love ourselves? Well, the, well, the first thing we need to do we have to honor our truth over society's demands, and it's not always easy. You know, we most people want to fit into that, you know, what everybody else is doing. You have to be just like everyone else. And and sometimes that's extremely difficult because that's not who we are. We're all individuals. We're unique within our oneness. So we have to find what our passion is, and we have to expand upon that and bring joy in the world that only we know. And if we fit, fit in, you know, try to fit in with everyone else, it just doesn't work. We'll be miserable. You know, another thing we we need to do is to treat our body as the temple of God that it is. That's a form of self-love, you know, get enough rest, drink enough water, eat eat well, and so forth, meditate, because it is encasing the essence of who we are. So we need to treat our body with the respect that, that des- you know, it deserves as well. We have to take note of our good qualities instead of putting ourselves down all the time. You know, I would never put every anybody I meet, I always see the good qualities within them. But I often find myself saying, ah, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. And I put myself down. So I try to watch myself and say, no, no, no that, that wasn't very nice. <laughs> you know, it's okay that I said that, but it's not true. You know, to treat yourself with respect, speak lovingly to yourself, reclaim your power, and so forth. And one of the most important things you could do is to forgive yourself for self in self-love. You know, sometimes we do things in our lives that we're not so proud of. We look back and we say, I cannot believe I did that. But we do the best we could given the circumstances in our lives. And that's what everybody does. Nobody intentionally tries to hurt anybody. You know, they did the best they could given the circumstances. And so it is with us. We need to, to forgive ourselves and know that. Okay. Okay, so those are some of the ways that we can begin to love ourselves. I want to know, uh, you know, what, what, how did you get started in this? Can you tell our listeners a little bit about how and when you began to connect with angels and deceased loved ones? Oh, sure, sure. I always was very psychic, even as a child. But about 25 years ago, I was going through a difficult time in my life. And at that time, I remember I was sitting at the edge of my bed, just feeling very sorry for myself. And I yelled at God, and I said, "Just give me a sign if I'm going to be if I'm going to be okay." And when I said that, I saw a light coming towards me from the other side of the room. And as it was coming towards me, the first thing I said is, "If you're not of God, please leave." Because I got scared; I didn't expect that to happen so quickly. But the more it kept, you know, kept coming towards me, and eventually it enveloped me. And at that time, I heard an audible voice that said, "Lucia Lucina, Bella Lucia Lucina." And those Italian listeners would know what I'm saying. It, it means light, little light, beautiful little light. And I've since learned that it was St. Francis of Assisi, who's been guiding and protecting me ever since. And for those who've read any of my books, follow me on Facebook or Humanities Team or any of these uh, things that I've been doing. You'll see my St. Francis connection with peace, with the animals, and so forth. And then right after that experience, I started receiving messages from the angels and deceased loved ones. And at first, I didn't want to be doing this. I didn't want people to think I was not in my right mind. <laughs> I was always worried about what people would think. 
But the more I shared the experiences and the the messages that I was given, um, the more I saw how it helped people. And eventually I said, okay, I'm going, I'll, I'll give in. And I decided to do healing in the back of a hair salon. And as I was doing the healing, Reiki, I started receiving messages for people from their loved ones. And eventually, you know, eventually it caught on. And eventually I was booked months ahead of time and then years ahead of time because the word spread. So that's basically how it started. Well, that's a pretty profound medium. (laughs) I'm sorry? I said I was the reluctant medium. I didn't want to do this. Yeah. (laughs) That's, that's, a, that's a pretty amazing journey, pretty profound in, uh, um, uh, happenings. I know that a lot of people say, look for those kinds of things to happen for them, but they don't. So why do you think you got chosen? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I know we all have the ability to do what I do. And my life's journey, my purpose here on earth is not to show people what I can do. I know without a doubt that my purpose is to empower people to do what I do, because I know we all can do that. All I ask, you know, you could ask your loved ones who have passed or your angels, whatever, what say, give me, I call it a without a doubt sign to let me know I'm okay, to let me know I'm on the right path. And then you just have to, you know, be on guard and see what happens. You'll be given a sign, maybe not in the way you would expect it to, you know, to happen, but you will be given a sign. And we all are given these types of signs. You just have to be patient and wait, and they'll happen when you least expect it. Okay. Okay. So we can sort of trust that process and open up to the possibility that we can communicate beyond uh, our human, you know, communications with other people. Absolutely. Because whatever we think about and feel, we're creating more of that. So if we feel we cannot do this. We'll never be able to connect with the angels. We'll never, we'll never be able to connect with our loved ones. You won't be able to. You know, it's whatever you're thinking and feeling, you're creating more of that in your life. So if you trust yourself and say, yes, I can, even if you don't believe it, say, you know, take it until you make it, you will get these signs. I promise. Okay. Well, I know the audience is listening to uh, the possibility that we can talk more about how you can get some of this peace. So you describe that in 33 concepts in your book. Can you share just a few of the concepts with us? Okay, sure. Um, Pretty much the ones we discussed already are the most important ones. The first one is concept one. The most important truth is that we are all one. You know, one this encompasses everyone and everything, including God, the angels, ascended masters, enlightened beings from other areas in the universe, deceased loved ones, animals, and nature. And we just have to tap into that. We Another one of my favorites is um, number 10, that it's imperative to focus on what's right in the world instead of what's wrong. Because most people focus on all the bad things that are happening in the world. And if you notice on Facebook, they're posting all the bad terrible, you know, events and so forth and plugging into that energy. But by doing that, they're creating more of the same. So you want to, if you want to raise the consciousness of the planet and raise, you know, make, create oneness and light in the world, you want to create, focus on what you want instead of what you, what you don't want, on the blessings, things that are going well in the world. And there's so much of that. Um, another one would be, number 19 would be, is you make the world a better place by choosing to be an example of inner peace, as we were talking about before. If you don't have the peace within yourself, you can't give it to anyone else. 
So you really need to focus on working on self-love and, you know, understand you are just as important as everyone else. I don't know how many you want me to go through, but I could keep well, going. <laughs> those are really what? good. I, 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 those are excellent. You mentioned just, uh, we just have a few minutes before the break, but I want to ask you about your chapter in the book that's called Remembering Who You Are. That's the basis of this whole show. The Authentic Living Show is all about remembering who you are. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about that a little bit as well. What do you mean by remembering sure. who you are? Well, if we understand that we're all one and we have God within us, and then some people don't like to call it God, some people like to call source, whatever you want to call it, but to understand that we are divine beings of love and light, when we understand that, we could create amazing miracles in our lives and in the lives of everyone around us. You know, the only difference between the miracle workers and those who are not are that the miracle workers know who they are. That's it. That's all it is. They remember. So what I want everybody to do is remember who you are. I don't care who you are. We all are divine beings of light. That's beautiful. Thank you. That's, that's you know, that's, I think that's the hardest thing for us to grab hold of, partly because we don't love ourselves, partly because we've been taught this separation concept that, you know, we're, we're separate from the divine and we're bad people and the divine is good and we're bad and we just can't connect because we're so bad. Uh, that whole that whole dynamic is is one of of great difficulty for us to get past, um, and yeah. so uh, so so this whole thing of self love is going to be really important. Um, so uh, we're gonna, we're going to talk about raising our vibration back to its natural state when we get back after the break. So we, I want to just go ahead and take that break now, and we'll be right back right after the break to talk some more with Karen Noe about your piece. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We experience all sorts of changes as we move through life, marriage, raising children, moving up the corporate ladder, and saving for retirement. To maneuver smoothly through these changes, tune in to Practical Solutions for Life with host Katherine Wilking. Through engaging guests, fun topics, and feng shui solutions, you will learn how to take charge and move from chaos to prosperity. Be sure to listen live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice of America Empowerment Channel. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. 
live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now toll-free, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today to Karen Noe about her book, We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace. So, Karen, I want to ask you, why do you think you, you had to get your profound truths from, from, from the angels and from the people from the other side? What, what? That's a very good question. Hmm. Well, I've been receiving these messages for many years, but I didn't know it was, I, you know, I just thought they were my, my own thoughts, and I was always guided towards peace and so forth. And um, I, I don't know, I went around all these years trying to see through the eyes of others without even knowing these concepts. But what happened was a few years ago, right after Wayne Dyer passed the, the author, through synchronistic events, I started to connect with, their, with his family. And um, that's a long story in itself, but I was reluctant about that, too. But he gave very important messages that only the family would know. So that confirmed what I was getting. And then he told me he was going to be joining forces with a group consciousness called the We Guides. And the We Guides are, um, you know, ascended masters, angels, and Wayne Dyer was part of that. It, It would be hard to differentiate him from everyone else. When um, when I was receiving messages from them, but when I receive, sometimes I have self doubt too, and when I receive confirmation even from his family that these message, messages that I was receiving were so right on that things that I would never have known myself, and when that was confirmed, when the we guide started giving me messages, I said, okay, for sure, this is from a higher source or from the source within me that I always had, but now I'm confirm confirming it to be true. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So now, yeah. uh, now you share these concepts. These these we guides gave you these thirty three profound truths. Is that right? Yes, yes, that's correct. That's correct. And and when they come through in that form, it's a group consciousness. It's not just Wayne Dyer. You know, when he comes through, it's usually for his family with personal messages for them. But when he joins forces with the uh, the group you know, the, the we guides, it's more of a higher level of love and, and um, uplifting the vibration of the planet. So, yeah, but we could all tap into this consciousness. We just have to, whatever we're resonating, if we're focusing on love and peace, we will be receiving more love and peace in our lives as well. So we have to be very careful of what we're thinking and feeling because we're vibrational beings and whatever we're thinking and feeling, we're creating more of in our lives. So we really need to tap into that love and peace in the world. And there is a lot of it. We just have to look for it. Yes. Well, I want to talk about that, raising your vibration uh, back to its natural loving state. I know I've worked with a lot of people over the years who have tried really hard to keep their mind positive all the time. And they have, you know, uh, what we in the mental health field, we call it intrusive thoughts. And their thoughts are 
those are kind of negative intrusive thoughts and they they get really anxious and they're not able to keep their mind focused on positive thinking and you know so they end up repressing a lot of stuff instead of really dealing with a lot of stuff and so i encourage them to go ahead and feel what they call negative so that they yes, can process you have to. through it. You have to acknowledge yeah. it, right? You have to acknowledge yes. what you're feeling. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so when you talk about thinking positive, you're not talking about repressing. You're talking about no. being able to get into gratitude, maybe? Yes. There's Before we get into how to raise our vibration, let's touch upon what you're saying. When something negative is going on in your life, and we all have those things that happen in our lives, and... A number of years ago, I was going through a difficult time in my life as well. And in order to connect with the angels and deceased loved ones, I have to keep my vibration high on love and peace. And let me tell you, it wasn't easy. At that time, I didn't know about tapping. There's something called tapping, which I'll talk about in one minute. It's the emotional freedom technique. But at that time, I did know that when I changed the subject, I did feel better. So what I did do in the morning before I did any of my appointments, I went on YouTube, and I Googled anything that would make me happy, such as puppies or babies laughing or something that would change the subject. Not, uh, not that I wouldn't think, you know, so I wouldn't think and dwell upon what was wrong. And as soon as I did that, my whole attitude changed, and I felt wonderful. Now, that still, still I was going through this difficult time, but what was I doing? I shifted my focus to what I wanted. I wanted to laugh. I wanted to feel good. And in so doing, I was still able to connect with the angels and deceased loved ones. But I've since learned an even better way of doing that. There's a technique called tapping or the emotional freedom technique in which we have acupuncture points on our body that correspond to negative emotions. And if we tap up on those points... As we're experiencing those emotions, we could actually move the energy out and feel so much better. And it sounds crazy. It really does. And it took me a while, but through synchronistic events, beginning when a book fell off my shelf about tapping, uh, when I was asking what should I do, the book fell off my shelf. Um, I've learned how to tap and amazing results. People who've told me, you know, they have been in years of therapy and that didn't even come close to this tapping. You know, tapping, you have to acknowledge these emotions. You can't pretend they don't exist. You acknowledge them and you could shout and scream about them. But as you're doing that, you're tapping on these points where they're stored in your body. It actually moves that negativity out so you can move on from there, if that makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. I've talked to some other people. Yolanda Van Zant has promoted the whole idea of tapping as well when she's come on the show. Uh, and I think that's definitely one of the methods that people can use to sort of pass through and not pass, not try to bypass, but pass through some difficult yeah, emotions yeah. that might arise. And um, if, if people don't know what it is, they could actually Google tapping with Nick Ortner or Gary Craig, and you, you'll see some of these techniques. They truly are amazing. You would say, oh, how could that possibly work? But let me tell you, I, was, I had a fear of water. I almost drowned as a baby, and I did tapping, and now I could go in the water. And you don't realize what a, a miracle that is because I truly had a phobia yeah. of the water. So, yeah. um, But you, you did want to talk about raising our vibration. That's a little bit different uh, subject. Yeah, so let's, that, yeah, let's talk about that. To, would you like to talk about that as well? Yes, please. Okay. 
So um, the first thing we need to do is announce to the universe our desire to raise our vibration. Once you do that, everything is set in motion, you know. And then when you ask to become a vehicle of love and service, the universe works in ways to serve you as well. Because, again, you're a, you're a vibrational being. Whatever you're thinking and feeling, you're creating more of that in your life. Then you want to monitor your inner dialogue and watch those thoughts. And if they come up that you don't like, you do the tapping. You do whatever. There's another technique called the um, releasing the venom. That's what you do with that is you raise your hands up in the air and then you swing your arms down. It's difficult to explain in words. You really have to see it. But you swing your arms down and you blow out that negativity. And you release all the negativity within you. Um, you want to see through the eyes of others if you want to raise a vibration, your vibration. You want to spend time in nature. Uh, focus on the present. Be more grateful. Uplift others without lowering your perspective or forcing them to raise theirs. Now, that's an important one. You know, I, I speak about a story in, in my book, We Consciousness, uh, that P.D. Jake's discussed, and I hope I do it justice, but he talked about the giraffe and the turtle, and he was saying that the giraffe only sees what's high up in the trees. He can't see really what's going on down there, and the turtle cannot see what's going up on in the trees, but to judge either of them for what the other one's going through is foolish, because that's all they see right now, right? But if the giraffe lowers its neck to see what the turtle is going through, it could actually kill himself because the blood will rush to his head and so forth. So the message here is to don't lower your vibration to see what's going on with somebody who's going through a neg negative experience. You want to uplift them, but don't force it. You know, let them uh, come up with you when they're ready. Yeah, that's so beautifully said because I, I really, that's one of the problems I think that we're having right now in our country is that, Everybody thinks they've got the way, and and uh, yeah, not, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people think they have the way, and and they want to get everybody else on board. And there's a lot of hate and a lot of, you know, stigma and bias and bigotry out there that really are our people are trying to. I think what they're really trying to do is get everybody on board with the way they see it, uh, and they don't understand yeah. how. It is that they can see it any other way than the way they see it. So they're trying to push, you know, kind of bully people around to try to get them to see it their way. But what you're talking about is a really gentle, you know, just ability to say, well, here's another way of looking at that and then leave it so that the person can can have some time to digest it and consider it and decide whether or not they want to accept that possibility. Do I have that right? Perfect. Yes. Perfectly said. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that so so that we become uh, a, a catalyst rather than a bully. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. We want to be who we really are is just love and light, and to do otherwise it just feels badly because that's not who we really are. Right. You know, and try. You know what? What I was saying before too, when people try to force their issues on someone else, it doesn't work because they're coming from a different perspective, but. After we leave the physical body and we go through that life review, we're able to see how we've affected each person through their eyes. So I tell people, don't wait until it's too, too late to see through the other person's eyes. You may not understand where they're coming from, right? 
But right. try to hear and why are they saying what they're saying and try to understand their point of view from where they're coming from. Right. Doesn't mean right. you have to agree with it. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so this whole thing of, you know, if we walk in peace, there we do have a different vibration. If we have that sort of uh, connection to oneness and, and, and we're sort of walking around in that, we have a different vibration and we're going to, impact the world differently. Is that correct? Yes, we could raise the vibration of the planet, but what we're really doing is just remembering who we are. As we said before, it's not that we're better than anyone, not at all, because we all have God within us. Some people remember that. And God is not hate. God is not negativity. God doesn't divide. God unites. You know, we're all one. No one's better than anyone else. And once you hear yourself thinking that you are better than someone else, no matter what, understand that's not true. We're all wonderful beings of love and light. You know, we all could create amazing miracles in our lives. And when we get that, then you know on the path, you're on the path of the we consciousness. Yes, yes, okay. So what are some of the most common signs that we have celestial beings around us? What, what are those signs? Uh, when we, when I was saying before, is we need to ask our, our loved ones, the angels, you know, to give us a without a doubt sign to let us know they're with us. And then we have to sit back and wait until it happens. Now, these types of signs are some things that would happen that would not normally happen. For example, um, they like to come through as animals, <laughs> believe it or not. They use their energy to come inside of a bird, a ladybug, a butterfly, a dragonfly to let us know that they're with us. But it wouldn't be any animal. Either the bird would land on us, stare at us, encircle us, or something like that that you know. Most people, when they're receiving that type of sign, say, oh, my, this has to be, this is my grandmother. This is an angel. They know. You know, they say, this is unusual. This doesn't normally happen. They also like to show us the same numbers over and over, whether it be 1111, 2222, their birthday. You know, they may, we may be driving and a car will cut us off, and on the license plate it's our loved one's name or their birthday. And you'll just feel your loved one. You'll feel a sense of peace come over you. They like to place rainbows when you're asking for a sign. All of a sudden you'll see a beautiful rainbow. It's not a coincidence. Another thing that most people don't know, when they're asking their loved ones and the angels to come through to them, they are expecting to hear a voice or to see an apparition of their loved one or an angel. But in reality, they don't have a physical body. So they'll come through as thoughts. They'll speak to us telepathically, right? And most people, you know, you're thinking of your loved one anyway. You're thinking about them all the time. So how do you tell the difference between your thoughts and theirs? What you're going to do is notice when they come to us, they just pop into our heads for no reason. They'll say something that they would have done as our thoughts, whereas our thoughts about them will start with an originating thought. For example, we'll see a picture of them that triggers a thought, that triggers a thought. For example, when my mom passed, in my thoughts I heard, not as an audible voice, but hi, sweetheart. I don't say hi, I don't call myself sweetheart, so I know that's not me, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I could go on and on if you want, many other yeah. ways too. 
these are these are things that I think our listeners want to hear. So yes, if you have more examples, yeah. that would be great. I love this. This is actually my favorite topic. And whenever I give classes, because I do give classes and you know travel the country, whenever I talk about these signs, that's what everybody loves because they all say. I ask how many people have received signs, and they all raise their hand. Well, most of them do. Um, they love to come to us in dreams. Now, there's two types of dreams we would have of our loved ones. One would be a true visitation, and the other one would be a dream from our subconscious. Now, here's how to tell the difference. If it's a dream from your subconscious, and it would be maybe scary how, you know, how they're mad at us or something like that, and we're trying to process that within our minds. But if they're really coming through to you, your loved ones would only be of love and light, you will feel amazing, um, you know, after you have this type of dream. And you want to ask them to wake you up after the dream so that you remember it. Um, and I could give you some examples about this as well. But I know you have to take a break soon. Yeah, we're going to take a break in just a few minutes. Um, yeah, I, okay. I, I really think this is the kind of stuff that our listeners want to hear. I think this whole idea sure. that we have some connection with something that's beyond the physical body is so very important to us. And, and I think that's one of the ways that we do connect with the divine and connect with mm-hmm. uh, other the celestial beings. So, yes, we'll talk some more about that after the break. And we're going to take a break right now. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more from Karen Noe. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our life takes a series of unexpected detours as we move along our journey. We can choose to accept these detours as something negative, or we can choose to create a learning experience where we can turn a tragedy or unexpected turn in life into something that can help others. To learn more, Tune in to Embrace the Unexpected with host Bernadette Butler. In the program, you'll learn how she and others were able to turn setbacks into positives. Listen live Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Empowerment.com 
You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now toll-free, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. And we're back talking today to Karen Noe about her book, We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace. And uh, before we go any further, I want to ask Karen, if you will, to um, just tell the listening audience how they might connect with you. Oh, sure. So I have a website, and it's my name. It's KarenNoe.com. That's K-A-R-E-N-N-O-E.com. And on my website, I have, you know, I do teach classes and I travel, so I'll be speaking at the Omega Institute this year and the ARE in Virginia Beach and so forth, and I'll be traveling. I do have a center in Waldwick, New Jersey, where I teach classes. I do personal healing and readings, but at this particular time, I'm not taking any new clients because I'm booked for two years ahead of time. And, um, you know, the people who come to see me want to come back, but I do schedule healing, in-person healing for those in the tri-state area as well. But, you know, my books, you could get in any major bookstore, Through the Eyes of Another, Your Life After Their Death, and We Consciousness as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, well, we were talking about some examples of how, how you can connect to uh to the, to the other side, let me just put it that way. The other side's filled with people who've left this side, and they've also filled with people that are, I mean, that are celestial beings. It's also filled with the divine. I want to talk a little bit more about that because that's such a peaceful, vibration-raising co- concept. Okay, sure. So we were talking about how to receive uh, the, what I call them without a doubt signs because it has to be something that normally doesn't happen. You know, you'll know the difference. It's not just any bird in the sky. It's the bird that lands on you or pecks at your window when you're asking for a sign. Um, one example is they love to place objects in our path, whether it be pennies or dollar bills or feathers. Or, you know, that's a very common um, thing that they love to place in our, in our path. But it would come so often that you'll say, what's going on here? I'll give an example of something that happened to me after my mom passed. Now, I have to start by saying the way your deceased loved ones come through is the same as they were here in in the physical life. Like, in other words, if they were loud, they're still loud. If they were quiet, they still are quiet. If they're, you know, a type of personality, they'll come through in that way. And the reason why I'm saying that is my mom was a very giving person. And um, a few days, it was Christmas Day, and she was in hospice, and we had our seven of us around her, you know, in the room and she was in the, in and out of consciousness and she woke up and, and she woke up and she looked at me and she said, Karen, I wasn't able to get everybody a Christmas present. I said, mom, no, it's really okay. Don't you worry about it. She said, no, 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 no. I have to give everybody a Christmas present. And then she looks at me and she's thinking and she says, Karen, do you have seven singles? $7 bills? I said, um, no. But I asked everybody, you know, she didn't see what I was doing, but I got the seven singles and she took them and she proceeded to give one to each person. She said, one for you, one for you, one for you until they were all, you know, passed out. And she said, and she looked at me, 
right in the eyes, and she said, Karen, don't you worry, I'm going to pay you back. I said, Mom, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Thank you so much. And she said, no, no, I'm going to pay you back. So she passed on January 3rd, you know, a week and a couple of days later. And then a few days after that, I went to my office. As as I'm getting out of my car, there's a dollar bill that's right out of, you know, right where my car is. So I pick it up. I think somebody dropped it or I dropped it and I put it in my pocket. Then I walked inside my office, and there was another dollar bill in the um, in the waiting room. And then I said, okay, I'm, I'm losing my money. So something's happening. I picked it up, and I'm saying something's unusual. And eventually, by the end of the day, as I'm walking out of my door, there's another dollar bill. And that's when I heard my mom say, hi, sweetheart, I told you I would pay you back. And I started to cry, and I said, you really didn't have to, but thank you so much. And what she's done since then is a a friend of mine, you know, she did a shadow box for for my mother for me, and she put pictures in it, and she said she didn't know this story. She said, Karen, for whatever reason, I felt like I had to put a dollar in there. So (laughs) I've been receiving more than $7 over the years, you know, from my mother, and I know it, it definitely is her. So what I'm, I'm telling our listeners to do is to ask for a sign, you know, you may be finding pennies or dimes or feathers and to collect them and you'll see how many you're getting. You understand what I'm saying. It's something that normally, you know, wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and I, I hear still you. go on and on. Like I said, there's so many signs. Yeah, there's, yeah, and, and I have a friend who uh, gets pennies from her father. Uh, I hope you know, she collects, or he or she puts them in a jar to see she does. many. Yeah, many, many, many over the years, many, many over the years, yeah, have been collected. And yeah. just the other day, we went and somewhere together, and she found two pennies, so. Yeah. <laughs> see, some people won't be on the lookout for that, and that's where they miss the signs. And I'm not saying everything is a sign. I call them without a doubt signs. You know, you get to the point that you just keep finding pennies. That doesn't normally happen. I, I don't find pennies, right? So if your loved one's trying to give you a sign and you discount it and you're not, not acknowledging it, they will stop. You know, so yeah. you just ask and then be patient and wait, and it'll happen when you least expect it. Now, yeah. another thing they like to do is they like to make buzzing, like ringing sounds in our ears. And how I uh, figured that one out is when I started connecting with deceased loved ones and the angels, Every time they would come through, right before that, I would hear like a high-pitched noise and then a message and then a high-pitched noise and then a message. And what I've gathered through that is that they speak to us on a higher frequency. So if you get that ringing in your ears, it's not always that you have a bad bad ear, you know, ear problem. Your deceased loved ones and the angels may be trying to talk to you to let you know they're with you. Okay. You know, they, they also like to give off fragrances, whether it be perfume or um, cigarette smoke or flowers okay. for no particular reason. Have yeah. you ever had any of these types uh, of signs? Yeah, cigarette smoke, for sure. My father. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it happens when you least expect it. So um, if I may share a very funny story, just one more. Oh, um, Is it Okay. Sure, please do. Okay. So, uh, my friend Marion, she was very loud. And as I said before, you when you come through with a message or a sign, 
you will come through in the same manner of your personality when you, when you were here on Earth. So she was sarcastic and loud and so forth, but she was so loving. She did pass away. And right after she passed, this is something that I would tell our, our listeners to do. I wrote her a letter. Now, it sounds crazy to write your loved ones a letter. But in the letter, I said, you know, I love you so much and the reasons why I do. And I said, and please give me a without a doubt sign to let me know you're aware that you have heard me what I said in this letter or that you've read this letter, so forth. And then I just put it away. Several days later, I went to uh, walk down the stairs to look what was in my mailbox. And as I'm walking down the stairs, there's a bird in my driveway shouting at the top, screaming at the top of its lungs, you know, loud. And I immediately knew it was Marion. And I said, Marion? And this bird followed me to the mailbox. Birds don't do that. Continue to yeah. scream, you know, at the top of its lungs looking at me. Now, this, was, this doesn't normally happen. And I had my cell phone in my pocket, and I called my son who was in my house, you know, at the time, and I said, Tim, come outside. Marion's here. And he said, what? I said, just come outside. And he witnessed this whole thing of this bird screaming, you know. A couple of days later, a mutual friend of, of ours, Marion and myself, called me and she said, you're not going to believe what Marion did to her. And I said, I'll tell you what she did to me. What did she do to you? And she said, oh, my God, Karen, I just painted my kitchen and I opened up the sliding glass door and a bird flew in my kitchen and pooped all over the walls <laughs> and then flew out. And she screamed. She said, thanks, Marion. She knew it was her. So that was typical Marion fashion, and so it yeah. is with our loved ones. You know, they'll come through in the manner the same way they were when they were here in the physical uh, body. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's a funny story. <laughs> so you, you, the idea that you've heard from Wayne Dyer to to a lot of people is is really shocking. But you, he's given you some separate messages from the We Guides. Can you share one or two of these messages? Oh, my gosh. Well, right after he started to come through, I was on the phone with his family. He has eight children and a wife. And I was on the phone with him at least two or three times a week. Uh, he would come through with crazy, wonderful messages. Not crazy. But, um, uh, for example, one day I was cooking, and he said, call Serena now, who happens to be his daughter. And I was in the middle of cooking, and I said, I'm in the, you know, I feel like I'm schizophrenic. And it is, he's telling me, call her now, call her now. He was very strong. As I said before, it's the same manner that they were. He was forceful. So I'm trying to call her. She's not answering the phone. So I call her sister, Sage, and I say, you know, what, I'm talking to her. And then I say, you know, what's going on with Serena? And she said, Serena is ready to give birth right now. I'm in the room with her. She's ready to push. I said, put the phone by her ear. And then he said to her, Daddy's there. Daddy's there. And uh, very specific messages. You know, I could give one more quick one. 6 a.m. Yeah. in the morning, one morning. He yeah. tells yeah. me to call Tracy, who's his oldest daughter. And I said, oh, it's 6 a.m. I don't think so. And he said, call, you know, call her now. So he's very forceful. Here I am, very shy person. Don't want to interfere with anybody. I don't want to hurt, you know, bother anybody. But he's telling me to call her now. So I text uh, Tracy. And I said, Tracy, I'm really sorry, but your dad's here. May I call you? And she immediately responds with yes, exclamation. So I call her and I said, before you say anything, this is his message to you. Yes, I can hear you, but you cannot hear me. I said, does that mean anything? 
and she starts to cry. She said she just had a dream of her dad. She just woke up from a dream. And in the dream, she was yelling at her dad saying, Dad, can't you hear me? Oh, wow. I know. Wow. Those so are those are the types message. of messages he gave. Oh, yeah. Very moving. Very moving messages. Well, uh, I know that one of the things that you're trying to do is, is raise the consciousness of the planet. So what can we all do to make the world a better place for everyone? Well, first we could say, how may we serve? Because the more we serve the planet, the more the planet will help us as well to serve the planet. And the more we uplift ourselves and another, the more we uplift the planet. Um, we have to, if we could envision the world at peace and feel it as if it's happening now, you know, feel the feeling. It's, Wayne used to say this when he was in the physical body, you know, feel the feeling of your wish fulfilled. Imagine that the world is at peace. You want to treat everybody as the sacred beings that they are to really understand that we're all divine beings of love and light, even if we don't understand what the other person is going through or saying or doing. We want to think like God, which is only love and peace. And when we can't, we do whatever it takes to help us to raise our vibration, as we talked about before, change the subject, focus on the puppies, you know, go for a walk, dance, whatever it is. Um, you want to send love in response to, to hate. And the most important is to see the equality of all of humankind, to understand that nobody's better or less than another, that we're all one and we're all divine beings of love and light. And that includes animals, too, and nature. And most people uh, don't understand that as well. They think that animals are less than what we are, and they're not. They are part of who we are as well. Yeah, sometimes I think they're smarter than we are. Yeah, unconditional love, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah it's absolutely. True. I have uh, one of the things that I do in my practice is I have people draw a picture of their favorite animal, their favorite place, their favorite most admired person, and their favorite color, and uh, and to, to to try to see how they project that onto other people and say other people have that, but I don't have that, and to pull that projection back and own it for themselves. And one of the things that I hear very frequently is that there, there's a uh, the favorite animal is a, a cat or a dog or or some pet that just loves me unconditionally. Well, why, why are they your favorite? Because they love me unconditionally. And I, I know mm. I can be loved unconditionally. I love that. I love yeah. that you do that. That's so true. Yeah, and so I say, well... They could be that way too. Absolutely. So I say, well, there's a pet that, that means that there's a part of you that maybe you're not conscious of that loves you unconditionally. And you've projected that onto this yes. animal. They're carrying that for oh, you. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Well, I hate that we have to go now, Karen. This has been a beautiful interview. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to our listening audience today and to me. I've really enjoyed it. You've blessed me. I'm sure you've blessed them. And uh, so thank you again for all the work you do and for being on the show today. Thank you for having me on. All right. Well, we're going to be back again next week uh, with some more from Authentic Living. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again next week. 